Other wrestling podcasts are full of fake wannabes. And that's the bottom line, because if Jabroni said suck it at Suplex City, bitch. We provide you with the true fan experience. You just made the list! TMA's Studios. It's what you want. Live from TMB Studios, you are now locked on to the Snowball Wrestling Network. Now, here is the host, the one, the only, Caleb Snowball! What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Snowball, here with another edition of the SWN, the Snowball Wrestling Network, and we are exclusively here on TMB Studios. Uh, and yes, tonight's episode, I am very much looking forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one a lot. But let's bring him in on the last episode. He's feeling a lot better, I hope. Chris motherfucking Dickens. Chris. What's going on, SWN Fan Nation? Yes, it is me. How Chris, are you feeling? I am a whole lot better. Uh, let me finish my introduction, if you, if that's okay. It is I, as you said, Chris motherfucking Dickens. And yes, we're here live on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And yeah, last episode was great. We had a lot of interviews with the UCW talent and a lot of things happened. Yes, I was concussed. I was like on La La Land, Dream Street, whatever you want to call it, but it's okay. I went to the hospital. Thank you for driving me. I could have drove myself, though, even though I probably would have caused a wreck. Um, probably would have got arrested. Probably would have got put in a cell with Bubba the Lunch Bunch, whatever. <laughs> um, but over here, we're good. James Houston didn't do much damage to me. Not that I was already done. But we're back, and it's SWN, and we have got a tremendous episode on the lineup right now. I'm going to go ahead and hand it back over to you, Stovall, to give them all the lowdown on this night's episode. Yes, yes, I am very excited uh, about this episode, because I told you all on the last episode that I had a surprise. Well, there were two surprises. One, it's going to be a double hitter. That's right. If you if you heard uh, last episode... You should be listening to this one right afterwards yep. because it's a double hitter right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network because exclusively here tonight on SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network, I have two gentlemen on here that I have been looking forward to interviewing for a while and we finally got them on here. Yes. They are from Viral Pro Wrestling. First, the owner, Joshua Hancock. And the head creative, James Caleb Kitchens. That is huge, ladies and gentlemen, because exactly. we've had James Caleb Kitchens on uh, the previous incarnation of our podcast on here, uh, you know, shooting the crap that hits the wall. Um, <laughs> but he's on here tonight talking on behalf of Viral Pro Wrestling. And Joshua Hancock, the owner of Viral Pro Wrestling, really hasn't done anything with podcasting or any kind of live media. I think so we're actually the first. We're the we're not the complete well, first. Yeah, yeah, because he's. But done. we are the first to get him on a full fledged interview. This is not to be missed. This is this is huge. I am not stressing how huge this is for the Stovall Wrestling Network and for TMB Studios. 
It's big. It, it very much is because of viral pro wrestling, as as we've stated on here so many times, it's just it keeps growing and growing. And uh, they've got the TV show on Fox. We're going to talk about that. They've got Survival coming up, which is April 13th. We're mm-hmm. going to talk all about that. And, of course, the Garden City Classic that yep. everyone wants to know about. Well, guess what, people? You're going to find out all the info right here when they call in on the Stovall Wrestling Network. But that'll be later on. Let's get to what we always started off with. Every single time. But what was not music to my ears was all of this bullshit that I just keep seeing from WWE Mm. and shit like that. Where, okay, this women's situation. (laughs) By the way, Chris, did you say a fucking sentence on the last one in your concussed state that stated... Uh, uh, I think I just saw Charlotte going over or something like that or I, winning the title again. I what cannot, the fuck did you do? I, I didn't do anything. Um, I cannot be held liable for anything I said in a concussed state, whether it come true or not. Yeah, well, I fucking blame you because, <laughs> motherfucker, that's exactly what the fuck. What is going on now? Oh, Jesus. It, it's like this. Okay. I. I love the fact that the women are headlining WrestleMania for the yep. first time because that was the news that broke. Yeah, that the women would be headlining, and it was it was official, so we no longer have to wonder. I yep. personally thought that they didn't need to announce that. I thought no. everyone should have tuned in and just see it happen. But hey, what do I no, know? You gotta make WWE news. is you know just keeps changing horse. shit like that. You know. I'm sure there's a lot of Family Guy, you know, fans on here. Yeah. There's an episode where Peter takes over this directing job that Lois has <laughs> and shit like that. And he literally just keeps changing everything. So I've often compared it to bros writing. But <laughs> fucking, yeah. It's Crash TV, bro. Yeah, I've That's often a- compared it to that. But right now, I kind of want... To compare WWE to that, because this is exactly what happened. It's literally like someone's back there and is just like, wait a minute, I get it. We should change everything. Fucking do this and this and this and that. That. Okay, so so we did that. Now where do we go? Oh, wait a minute, I got the breast idea. Let's fucking change everything again. <laughs> the breast idea. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it might as well be at this point, because good God almighty, this championship thing is just so convoluted now at this point all of them are well all of it is uh you know i'm glad that kofi kingston uh finally is is it's now official he is going to headline even after they released the uh the publication media showing that kofi was taking on daniel bryan for wrestlemania a week before they actually had the damn match right so what the hell wwe i don't even know why they dragged it out this long though and here's what the fucked up part is just knowing them something on smackdown vince mcmahon's gonna come out no no you have to do this now and i'm gonna be like are you Fucking serious, you Roman Reigns movie. The baby of all. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. But, yeah, I, I, I'm just, again, the women's matchup, going back to that first off, I'm so glad that they are headlining WrestleMania. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But, in, but because 
It is such a monumental moment for the women. That means there needs to be two individuals going at it, which is Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. That's yes. It. That's it. It's as simple as that. But for some reason, we have to unite the titles this way. We have to do – which that brings up the point. You know, why did they just all of a sudden give it to Charlotte – when she's going to be in the matchup at Mania. And, and just in case you guys are a little bit confused on what's happening, why Stovall's pissed at me. Yeah, last week during a concussed date, I said, I see Charlotte going over. On SmackDown, Charlotte faced Asuka for the Women's SmackDown Championship to prove that she belongs in the match. And guess what? Charlotte won. Charlotte went over. So now... What we're thinking is maybe this would be a unification match, but news broke today on the dirt sheets that it is not going to be a unification match. The rules are now even more convoluted than the fucking match is. This is going to piss you off because I don't think you know about this yet. I actually don't. Uh, what are you so, talking about? So here's the rules. If one of the two champions, either Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair, pins Becky Lynch in this matchup, Nothing changes. But if Charlotte Flair pins Ronda Rousey or Ronda Rousey pins Charlotte Flair, they become a unified champion. If Becky Lynch pins Ronda Rousey or she pins Charlotte Flair, she only gets the title that either one of them has, not a unified title. Stupid as hell. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I got a headache just from talking about that. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and the look on your face says that you just got completely lost, and it's the stupidest thing that you've ever heard. No, that segment on 83 Weeks where if Eric Bischoff says bro, he likes to beat his his head on yeah. the thing or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Stovall literally just beat the hell out of his own head on the door of TMB Studios. What? Nice. What? Yeah. Oh my fucking. Yeah, that's that's. So the it's news not a unification no. match. It's all of the. I can't even go over what you just said. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, it's the what is going thing I've on ever here? Are they that disconnected from each other creatively? Apparently like, they are. are. are do, do they just not? Does the right hand know what the left hand is doing at all? Like, oh wait a minute, I thought that was WCW. <laughs> like Jesus fucking Christ, there's if. If I ever hear them trash WCW again on those Monday Night War bullshit things, and 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 they're talking about all that, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them out and be like, "You're doing the exact same fucking thing right yes. now." Oh my god, that is that is the most convoluted shit I have ever heard. I hope to God that is bullshit dirt riding, and that. That is not what they're going to do. What I'm hoping and what they should do is – and if this was their plan, then I'm okay with this, which is what Charlotte – okay, she won the SmackDown Women's Championship, so have her face Asuka. And the story is 
Well, Asuka lost to Charlotte last year at Mania, so this could be her redemption matchup. Yep. They get their thing, and then guess what? We finally get the matchup that everybody wants to see, which is Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. There's no other match. There's not even another matchup at WrestleMania other than Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan and maybe AJ Styles versus Randy Orton yep. that really anybody cares about. They cared about seeing one thing, and you don't deliver it no but you deliver this multi-year contract with higher pay to becky lynch because you obviously recognize her talent but you don't give her that wrestlemania moment of a one-on-one -on -one match hell i can't even remember the last time we really had a decent one-on-one -on -one match at wrestlemania that people wanted to see other than, that other was than it being <laughs> right. i mean going there because he shouldn't even been in the main event spot that should have been AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. They botched that shit. Then, to turn that around, they botched this shit. And not only did they botch this shit, fucking Matthew was looking at this going, this is so fucked up, I don't even know if I want to put it on fucking uh, Botchamania. <laughs> right? This could be a whole fucking season of Botchamania, <laughs> the way this shit is gone. They just fucking put the documentary of it. Just yep. this WrestleMania right yeah, here. It's like here you go, the I, story of Becky Lynch and her rise look, and the look, fuck up of the WrestleMania. Look, okay, you know, it, it, and like I said, we're gonna talk to you know Joshua Hancock and James Gibson. We're not gonna talk to them about this. No, but they even know that you know there's stuff that you have to do last minute. There's stuff that you have to change and everything. I get that. This change though is not necessary in nope. my opinion. It's just. It's just convoluted. Here's, okay, if you people want to know why I'm such a Ring of Honor fan, it's because go back to ROH 17, all right? The ROH 17th anniversary show that they just had that was on pay-per-view. That show was better than any show that WWE has put on since Survivor Series. This is very much true. Okay? Very, very It was true. better than anything that they have put on since Survivor Series, and here's why. If you look at every single matchup on there, in fact, let's just take the world title, for instance, okay? The ROH World Championship. It was Jay Lethal versus Matt Taven. Matt Taven pinned Jay Lethal when he was the champion, never got his matchup, so he's got this convoluted idea that he is the rightful ROH champion. That pisses Jay Lethal off. Who's the real champion? Let's have him settle it. Yep. Guess what? That's a simple plot line that anyone can get behind. There was nothing convoluted. There wasn't, well, we need to put, you know, this person in this thing, or we need to do this. No, it was, that was it. Yep, it's wrestling, pro wrestling 101. That was it. And any ROH DVD that you see, like, if you go back to, you know, Brian Danielson's Best in the World or anything, or you look at any AJ Styles DVD, if you look at all of those matches that are in it, you, you don't even need to have a video package to hype it up. Nope. You get what it is. Yeah, it's a wrestling match between two athletes going for what is considered to be the top prize in any wrestling promotion. That is the world championship. Yeah, and 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 they make that title so prestigious. Like they make it to where if you hold this belt, you are indeed considered the best in the world. And, and that's the thing at WWE. They have ruined. But not only have they ruined... I don't even know who the best is in WWE no, no. They because ruined of that. The, they ruined the WWE. Oh, wait, I do. Brock! 
Oh, Lesnar, fuck you, Wayne. How are you the best <laughs> in the world when you I'm sit on your Wayne. ass in, what is it, Michigan where he lives? I don't even fucking go. I don't care. Because uh, he's, he, I thought it was from Minnesota. Who gives a shit? Nobody knows where he's from. Nobody cares where he's from. He stays behind fucking secured walls in his little house. Listen, there fucking... was a time that Lesnar kicked ass in the ring, and I mean like legit kicked ass. And there have been matches that he has had recently that have tested his limits that he has actually had that are amazing. I thought the one with AJ Styles, the yeah, one with well, Daniel Bryan, the one with uh, Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor. Here's the thing about Brock, okay? Yeah, Brock is a top-tier talent. Brock is one of those people who, you know, when he shows up, he does draw. I will even go as so far as to say him and Roman Reigns the first time at 31. Now, yeah, I don't care who you are. You have to give it up to that match. That was a good match. Right? That Anthony Henry praised that match. Here's the thing. That match is one of the best matches shout I've seen. Shout out to Anthony. Yep, shout out to Anthony Henry. Love you to death, bro. I just, God said bro. Um, but anyway... That match was Don't great. Don't hit your head because I'm not, not driving going to, to the fucking I'm not going to hospital. give myself a new concussion. But that matchup was great, and it sparked one of the greatest catchphrases in the history. Suplex City, bitch. Suplex City. Yep. So I'm not taking any way, anything away from Brock. But here's the thing is, you know, Brock Lesnar is no longer that, you know, draw that he used to be yeah he's had great matches with uh gentlemen who are phenomenal in the ring no pun intended on the aj styles part but that's just it it's that when you put brock lester against a top tier talent who could carry anybody else at the same time mm-hmm. rock's gonna look like gold but he no longer has that uh, mystique to him he no longer has that oh i've got to see brock lester Nobody gives a shit anymore. I mean, you even go to fucking NXT, though. NXT is good for one reason. It has simple booking. It's simple storyline to follow. Even the fact that they had to, you know, take the belt off of uh, Champa because he had neck surgery mm-hmm. recently. It's still just a simple storyline. Johnny Gargano was in was in line to face Champa, so he automatically goes in. Then we have a fatal four-way to uh, determine the winner. Or it was a battle royal, I Something think it was. Like yeah. But uh, we have that, and those two face. Guess what? It's all about the title. Exactly. There was nothing that they needed to do with that. But this women's matchup that's supposed to be so historic, I just because they think that, then they feel as though they have to just put exactly. every fucking gimmick stipulation was, you can think of. It next, was stupid. next thing you know, the belt will be hanging on a pole. It's stu- oh god, Jesus! All of a sudden, I have that Booker T image in my head. If I'm <laughs> going to grab the crate and the fucking belt falls out. Oh, great uh, great booking, Ed Ferrar. Yeah, uh, next, anyway. Yeah, next time they're going to have it hanging up on the fucking Titan Tron of WrestleMania, and they have to oh. climb all the way to the top of it and come back down and then hang it back up on the top of the fucking thing. No way, I just I just uh, had a bro moment. Uh, yeah, you, bro, had a, you, yeah, yeah, swerved. you swerved everybody on that one. Next thing you're going to have the fucking – it's going to be the fucking tampon on the pole because everybody's on the period. Bro, bro, <laughs> I just God. fucking got it, you fucking assholes. Oh. Fuck you, Chris Dickens. I love you, you yeah, fucking Jesus. Shit. Yes, yeah, somehow I just went fucking Australian on you fucking asses. I don't fucking care. No, 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 no. See, see, here's what the fucking WWE needs to do, man. It's, it's, it's right in your fucking eyes, okay? So you take the pole. You have it right there, right? And then you have Becky 
you have her mother tied to the fucking pole. That's right. Pole? And she's got to fucking grab her mother from the fucking... No, wait a minute. We can't fucking do it. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to have a fucking forklift. We're going to hang her from the fucking uh. Titantron. She's got to go and climb all the way up and fucking grab her mother. Fucking come down to the <laughs> ring and then hang her back up and watch her fucking go up like the big fucking boss man in the hell in a cell. That's oh, right. God. That was the greatest fucking image in the this? history oh, of Jesus. Wrestlemania and there's oh, nobody Jesus. on the face of this earth oh, that can fucking tell me any fucking no, no, differently. No, That's right. What fucking piece of shit. Chris Dickens, I fucking love you. Chris, you fucking... What the what, fuck what, did I hear? Oh, God. This is just going out of control, ladies and gentlemen. I am so sorry. This dumb motherfucker just said he's gonna put Becky Lynch's mom. That's right, Dickens, I took your fucking seat. I don't give a shit. Shut the fuck up. This time motherfucker's talking about putting a, a lynch on a pole. What the fuck is your problem, bro? Bozo? Bro, Jim. Don't bro Jim, me. Jim, you still just don't fucking get it. It's all about the swerve. The swerve is fucking hanging a mother from the fucking Titantron, not a fucking Why pole. Why the fuck? You fucking really? hang her from the Titantron. You're gonna shame McMahon her ass and put her on top of the fucking Titantron? Are you no, fucking No, I'm gonna crazy? have Shane McMahon tied to the top of it. She's gotta push a button. He's gonna fall off automatically oh and do the Shane McMahon Christ. fall. And then that's gonna be the swerve of the fucking night. Actually, the swerve. The swerve is, Jim. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Show me the fucking swerve. Sasha Banks comes down and says, she's not your mother. She's my what fucking mother. What the fuck is this shit? It's a beautiful fucking moment, man. What it's just like hell? those B-rated fucking movies I and did. Dickless, back I thought you booked like shit. This motherfucker here is retarded. I, I, I don't even know what to say no, here, folks. Said, I, well, shut I, I the just, fuck up, Dickens, and Stovall. Stay the fuck out of this. You're the fucking reason why this dumb motherfucker came in the building anyway. I don't even know why he's here talking about some Sasha Banks coming down and doing just, some Maury shit. Kinda, he, he you know what, Stovall? You're him. not the fucking father. I'm glad you're not the father. I don't know who the fuck fathered this dude, but he shouldn't have been a sperm donor. Oh, my God. With. That's a fucking brilliant idea. Oh, I hate to fucking fuck. give... You goddamn Kentucky oh, no. hick. I have I, I hate giving you any fucking credit, but that's a fucking brilliant idea. No, I didn't give that's you the, the fuck biggest idea. swerve of the night. Are you ready, folks? Oh, here we go. Oh my god. We not only have you Sasha Banks Shut come the fuck out, up, Dickens. We have her take a DNA test, and who comes out to give it? Fucking Maury fucking Povich. Oh Jesus Christ! You are the father. This is some bullshit. I'm fucking leaving. It's you brilliant, you fucking, fucking Jim Cornette. Hey, idiot. don't you walk away from me, you fucking cunt. I'm going to fucking beat you up, you fucking... Uh, 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 Cornette, fucking closing it. Locking it. Uh, okay. Yeah, having the gun ready, just in case. So, um... Uh, that was, um, sorry, folks. It's not so, happen again. so we might have a, a lot of new viewers here tonight. <laughs> Jesus. They're probably wondering what the hell just happened. 
I, and, and and the simple God's honest answer is I have no fucking clue what just no. happened. It uh, happens periodically. We, we we try to have security here at TMB Studios. To keep I that know that, happening. but somehow our security turns into the security on WWE or the security uh, in the wrestling I think, force. I, I, you I, can't I think fucking hold back a goddamn broom. I, I think it's the security at WCW where they're not paid enough, so they have to give a shit. So Doug Dillinger is fucking <laughs> the this shit? Probably. Cause he just old lets, ass. Oh, he probably just lets them in. Like, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not making no money anyway. Turner's not paying me. I'm You know, just with all of this, though, I I just, to me, WrestleMania should be the most, and I'm not going to say that as in terms of, oh, it should be simple to book, because nothing is simple (laughs) to book. book, But let's just put it like this. What we just heard on the Vince Russo shit, that actually sounded more intelligent than what's being booked right now. That is uh, really sad to say. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, But, but... I'll I'll admit, like, I just I, – I don't get what they're trying to do. And, yes, I know we've still got at least two more weeks until WrestleMania. Yeah. But I'm not seeing anything that's going to change my mind. No. I am more excited, Chris, for the G1 Supercard yes. with Ring of Honor and New Japan. New Japan. And that's going to be huge. And speaking on top of that – and, you know, that is going to be a major league event. We've been yes, covering that on much. here. And I'm still going to cover yeah, it. Yeah, we're still going to cover it. We've been talking about it for weeks now. And when it goes down, it definitely is going to be covered right here, along with everything else that happens on WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I'm more looking but, forward to everything else that weekend. Exactly. But that brings me to the point of uh, some other news that broke hmm. uh, in the land of the world wrestling entertainment. Oh, what could possibly Next now? Next year's WrestleMania is taking place in Florida, correct? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Florida. At the Buccaneers okay, Stadium, Buccaneer which I'm not going to lie, I'm very excited for it, and I might be Well, this is live. probably going to piss you off even more, because I love it when I get news that breaks that I can give to you that's going to irritate you and get under your skin. My because, jaw already hurts from okay, being jopped so. halfway to the floor <laughs> with the Becky Lynch thing. What more could you so, possibly do to WWE, me? WWE has taken the necessary precautions mm-hmm. in Tampa to secure the whole entire city and county for that whole WrestleMania week. They've went to multiple county and city-owned buildings and arenas and are making sure that they are the only game in town during WrestleMania week, which means that all these other promotions that have come in during WrestleMania week and have hosted events within the same city that WrestleMania is hosted will no longer be able to run shows in the same city. They will not be able to run a show in Tampa. (laughs) Vince McMahon likes... Making money, doesn't he? Uh, apparently he does. But apparently Vince McMahon also likes to be the only show in town. Uh, so I knew we would get this kind of reaction. Now, there is talks that you know they will be hosting shows around the area of Tampa and other cities around Tampa because Vince can't stop them from running anywhere else. But he is putting Tampa on lockdown. Strictly WWE. How? 
I, I don't know. I guess I want to know how he has any power to do it. I guess it's because with them locking the city down, they know it's going to bring in money and revenue. So uh, that is the power that he has because for that whole week, it has been proven in the past that whatever city's hosting WrestleMania, when WWE comes into town, everybody shows up and it brings money into that city's, uh, I guess it's, you know, their infrastructure. And I guess he's using that as the bargaining chip. Well, if you don't want to play ball, pal, I'm not going to have WrestleMania here ever again. And you know how, you know, city leaders and officials, they look at stuff like that and they're like, okay, well, you know, it's going to draw money. It's going to bring attention to our city. And that's what he's using. But the whole catalyst to this was the G1 Supercard. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Dear fucking God. I'm just, I'm, see, see, this is why I don't watch Raw or SmackDown really anymore. I literally just see highlights and read all this shit because it's bullshit like this. So basically, what they say in that statement is, is we don't want anyone else to make money ever, just us. And all of the wrestlers, there's about three million wrestlers out there. And, they don't want to use half of them, so they don't want any of them to make right. money anywhere else. I guess Fuck not. you. <laughs> Fuck you, you fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they are for yeah, that. that. That's I, that's a dick move. It is. Because here's and, – and I guarantee you it's not just G1 Supercar that did it. It was the success of NOLA. Oh, yeah. Because all of that – because like, I, like we said on here, there were people that were packed out at a wrestling event at 1 fucking a.m. in the morning. Yep. And and they want to take all of that away. I guess like, it's I just, because that I money just, didn't go to them. I just don't – I don't see it happening. I don't I don't see it happening, and I don't think that they will have – it will lock, lock – I guarantee On lockdown, I, I have a feeling that every promotion that well, is I, I almost run. guarantee you what's going to happen is, is this news is going to cause a lot of people to backlash against World Wrestling Entertainment. Especially like they're already wrestling. doing exactly. these days? Yeah. Like why do you want to piss off the wrestling fans even more? That is your main – I don't give a shit if you think that the families or the kids is your meat, bread, and butter. No. You want to know why? Because those disappear. Yep. Those are gone. They disappear. It's the wrestling fans. They're like comic book fans. They're the ones that spend the money to go to WrestleMania. They're the ones that spend the one to go to uh, WrestleMania access. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that you need to make happy a lot of the times. But you don't. Nope. Because you. Now, I'm not saying all the time. Obviously, I get that there are, that there are things that you must do to cater to everyone. I get that. This is not here's, one of them. Here's the thing. WrestleMania weekend, you just mentioned WrestleMania access, the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. All of that is for the traditional pro wrestling fan who wants to look at the history, be a part of the experience, and get to watch their favorite wrestlers that they grew up with be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So and, and that's the thing is that that's what that's all about. It's about the wrestling fan. But you don't want to make it about the wrestling fan, as you said yourself, Stovall. It's 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 self glorification. That's what I look at it as. It's self glorification on Vince McMahon and and you know his whole fucking family's part that they want to be the only show in existence. That's but they are the only show. 
Like, like I mean, I get that AEW is, you know, launching, but they are the only show. They have been for years. You know, like, they're not gaining anything by doing it. It's not making you any popular. It's not making you any more money. It's fucking you. I, I guarantee you that it's not only the G1 Supercard that's got them scared. It is the AEW because they're basically it is that in too. their backyard. It is It is that It is that too. We, we all know this. But going back to the G1 Supercard, here's, here's the thing about Ring of Honor taking over Madison Square Garden like that. What I think is is... They could have done that on any other date, uh-huh. right? I think that they had something planned for either the summer or maybe their anniversary show, where where you know there was no one you know right. against them, or or not. I don't think that they had the plan for WrestleMania. I think what happened, and if we want to play like chaos theory for mm-hmm. a minute, yeah, right? Chaos theory, since we're talking about wrestling, you might as well look at it this way. Ring of Honor, like, Vince McMahon tried to shut them out already. And yep. I think he was actually successful in it or he something. Was. He shut them out. But then they went behind him and they were like, okay, well, fuck you. You want to shine us out on, on a date where we're not going against anybody? How about we go head to head with you, motherfucker, mm-hmm. in your backyard, the house that you built. On your biggest weekend, yeah. and we'll make it better than your piece of shit pay per view that you're gonna put on. Oh and yeah. I really hate to describe WrestleMania that this year, but I'm sorry, there just is not that much. And by the way, if you tell me Batista and Triple H is the reason to watch this shit, then you might as well go fucking jump off a cliff or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you obviously are more concussed than I, I was don't, last week. I, exactly. Last week, yeah. Like, oh my god, that. This this story doesn't even make sense to me. No, it, it just it, this literally is just hey, let's throw this together so we can have Triple H have his last matchup because apparently it's going to be his retirement. And we also need to have Batista have his because you know um, we got to have him slobber over the microphone at least one more time, right? And remember, like here's my thing: I I considered Triple H retired a long time ago. Yeah, I considered him retired after his match with the Undertaker, that Hell in a Cell match. I was like, I was like, that's the perfect way for either one man. And to I go thought out. we were done with Batista because he was done with the business because he was tired of being jerked around. And you know what? It, it, I was content with him being a mega movie star with Marvel. And Why does he dress more and more like a male stripper though? Every time I see he him, he does. He looks like. <laughs> like he doesn't look like somebody who's from Hollywood. He looks more like he belongs in a Chippendale show. I'm um, just saying. Uh, even The Rock dresses better than him. Give me credit. Jesus Christ. Uh, but well, this matchup is just headaches upon headaches. Uh, fucking Brock Lesnar versus uh, Seth Rollins. At, who actually, I've not. I've only seen one buildup for it, and it might as well be for Roman Reigns. Yeah, it might as well be. Uh, we got AJ Styles. I'm not doing it again. Uh, we got Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. We've got AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, which is going to be a good match. And a lot of people are Obviously defending that match. match. They're trying to say that that's not a filler match, which is total bullshit. We all know it's a fucking filler match because neither Randy nor AJ had anything to do at WrestleMania, and now they do. But – Here's the thing is there's a lot of people on the card who don't have anything to do at WrestleMania. Well, I mean, and I mean, that's that's what happens. I mean, you I, know? 
But here's the thing, uh, too. WrestleMania is going to be a... No, actually, it might be an eight-hour show. Last year, last year's WrestleMania, um, 34, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. 34. That one went in... Like, okay, I remember looking at my time, and I thought... I thought, okay, this like like the stream is on a bit of a delay, and we're just and, and like this is just like the delay of the stream going long. And then I looked at it, and and it was almost two o'clock, and I was like, the fuck? Why is this still going? On? And then I was like, this shit is actually still going on. The crowd was dead. Yeah. After after the Rousey matchup, they were gone. Yeah, they were done. They were done. They were like, we have been here for literally hours. So. I'm actually glad that Nakamura and Styles didn't go on because then they wouldn't have gotten any pop. Nope. No, I mean, as good as they are and as much as everyone wanted to see that matchup, everybody was done. They were like, we're drained. We've already seen, you know, seven hours of this shit. Let's take a look at some of the undercard shit that they are actually booking this year. Uh, That includes the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which the biggest thing in that is the two guys from SNL – what Dude, the fuck was that? That's stupid. And, and this whole big build up with them and Braun Strowman giving them what these issue, hands. What What is the issue that they have? Like I've been saying that on Raw, and I was stupid. like, and I was like, what the fuck? Is they showed is up. This they're shit? supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be these uh, ambassadors for WrestleMania or whatever, and then they show but up. Not and, only that one, we also have stupid. the woman's Andre Memorial <laughs> Battle Royal, which. Now Oscar's gonna be a part of, and all the other women in there are gonna be a part of. What? Dumb as fuck. And then on top of that, we've got the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, which is going to be defended in a eight women's tag match, from what I'm understanding. If I got my news correct. Actually, yeah, you you do because the women's tag team championship, which was supposed to be a one-on-one tag team matchup. Turned into the Iconics being added into this. Turned into Beth Phoenix and uh, Natalia yeah. being uh, added into it. And then turned into somehow Bailey and Sasha almost turning heel. Yeah. And then, of course, you That's have another Nia thing. Jax I have no idea who is healing face Snooker. at times anymore. Ugh. I'm just, I am, I'm completely There's more shades of gray than a fucking comic book in a newspaper. Um, it really is. And, and they don't even try. That's the... That's yeah, the sad part. Half they don't the, try. Half the time, I wonder if I'm watching WWE or playing an old Game Boy. I don't know. There's so much fucking shades of gray. And then, and then good crazy. God, the Intercontinental title. Uh, oh. Finn Balor is going to be Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, and who? Oh. Or is it? Or No, I'm sorry. No, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Or Leo Rush is going to be in it. Uh, who it? gives a fuck about Leo I Rush? Actually, Lashley! Lashley! That's going to drive me fucking nuts. Well, no, no, no. Here's the... And here's the sad part about Leah Rush. The dude is actually a really good wrestler. He really is. And he is a really good dude on the mic. Like, like if you actually... I know the Lashley, Lashley is yeah. is, is annoying. I get that, which, I mean, that's supposed to be. So yeah, but in, in a he's way, doing he's doing his, his job, job right, but at the same but time... But here's the thing. He actually can cut a really good promo. He's got the, the the speaking ability. He doesn't need to be a manager. And here's what's fucked up. You have him looking like a complete um 
uh, weakling yeah. on Raw, Raw and then but then on 205 Live, he's he's supposed to be taken seriously against people who are his own side. It's oh, just, shit. Let's not even forget about that. They're going to have a Cruiserweight Championship match at WrestleMania. And who? They haven't announced that either. It's just going to be one of those surprise uh No, actually, I think they did announce it, but my point is... Who gives a shit? It's gonna, be on, it, it's gonna be on the you know pre-show. Pre-show. So. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Everything else is gonna be on the pre-show. It's just, uh, it's a bunch of BS. I don't, my head is like really yeah. starting to pound. So I gotta move on from this subject because I I just this is why I support Ring of Honor. Yeah. And it's why I I support you know New Japan. Japan. I support all of the the locals. I support the it's, indies. It's why I started this watching shit women of pisses wrestling. me off. But here's what's fucked up is everyone's going to complain about it, but still everyone's going to buy all the merchandise. They're going to buy all the tickets. They're going to keep watching the product. And as long as you keep watching the product, they're going to keep pulling the same bullshit. They are. Hell, they might still do it even after you stop watching. Fine. They'll let them do it. But go and support the others because that is, you know... That's where it's at today. It's, and, and it's that's the reason why we have Caleb Kitchens and Joshua Hancock on the show later on because they provide better pro wrestling than oh, WWE. Oh, oh, I'll match up any. I'll match up any viral pro show to any pay per view that's been done in the last five years with WWE. Yeah. I don't give a shit if it is WrestleMania. Put them up against VPW and you know try to tip. But whatever on that one because. And uh, we got one more uh, uh, news that kind of broke out uh, a little bit. Joey Ryan is a free agent. That's obviously not uh, the big news. The big news is that means he is free from Lucha Underground. That also means that a lot of other people are starting to get free of Lucha Underground. And it looks like, Chris, that there's not going to be another season of Lucha Underground. There has not been anything announced there has not been anything scheduled. There's, they're not even on the lineup yeah, well, for we, TV. We covered this with the whole contractual thing uh, a few episodes back. I think we actually covered it on the other uh, previous incarnation of this podcast. Well, we covered it when Eva Lee um, had that dispute with them yeah. and everything like that. So but that wasn't settled or anything like maybe that. Now the contracts are starting to get settled. Well, I'm thinking that was probably the catalyst for all this. And, uh, you know, it's good to, to hear Joey Ryan is a, a free agent now. Which I now, didn't really even knew that he yeah, wasn't. Like, I, 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 was like, I didn't know either. But now he's free to go have all these other women puke on his junk. Uh, <laughs> oh dear Christ! Yeah, I'm that was something else that broke. Yeah, we we my heads we already. We weren't going to talk about that, but don't make me get vertigo yeah. at this point. <laughs> oh, all right, well, I'm not even going to talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Great news for Joey Ryan uh, and for the other people who were getting their contracts settled at uh, Lucha Underground. Sad to hear that. I was know, about they, to say that's a very sad though for Lucha Underground because they had yeah. something special. I thought they did, but at the same time, did. a lot of other wrestling promotions took what they had and they've actually uh, expanded upon it and actually took the formula and made it 10 times better and actually put it in a pro wrestling format. So, um, you know, it actually helped the business in a way. I guess it did. I mean, you know, it definitely didn't help WWE in no. any sort of way because, I mean, they, they took tried it and, and got house horrors out of it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, uh, we know that Impact Wrestling 
definitely took that. Oh, because yeah. Because if you notice, they definitely started doing that more and more. Yeah, they, started they did. Playing and also, background music. And, and also, Women of Wrestling, uh, a lot of the people who worked on Lucha Underground came over to WOW. And, uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero's daughter is their ring announcer. She was in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, producer of Lucha Underground is actually working on Women of Wrestling, and that is showcasing. And there are uh, female wrestling talents from Lucha Underground who are making their debuts at Wild Women of Wrestling. Those eight episodes that were initially uh, you know, aired on Access TV have come and gone, um, but they have been renewed for a new season of uh, 20 right. new episodes. Uh, they're still producing online content, so uh, you know Lucha Underground still has um, a presence that's felt, but uh, ultimately they dug their own grave. It's they, I mean, say. they really did because they didn't handle the contracts the right way. Everything no. else was done right. It, it was just the way the con. And, and you know, I, I and I said it on on uh, on the other podcast as well, I believe. But if I didn't, I'm going to say it now. You know, Ricochet would go on the independence after he got released from Lucha Underground. He would go on the independence and trash him, and I always thought I was like. I was like, why are you trashing, like, a place that really helped mold your career and everything like that? Like, really helped put you on the map. Yeah. And then now you hear all this shit and you're like, oh. Now you understand. That's why. Like, I so, and I think that's when everyone started to realize, hey, there's some shady shit going yeah. on with Lucha Underground. And not a lot of people knew that because a lot of people were just enthralled that, hey, this is a, this is a new promotion. They're presenting wrestling in a very different way, but in a very cool and respectable way, I thought. Yes, they took it overboard by, you know, really kind of throwing kayfabe out of the water, but... I mean, at least they stuck to their stories and stuff yeah, like that. So, you know, and, and, and they were creative. They were, you know, they were dynamic. It was, it was, it was just a brand new. It was, it was it, a breath of fresh air it was, at a time it, yes, needed it. Yes, absolutely. It was, a, it was a breath of fresh air for the wrestling business and it needed it to show that, hey, you can present wrestling like this and it still be about mm-hmm. wrestling. And uh, I, you know, I always thought I was like, I was like, why don't more people do that? Well, now more people are starting to do it. So that's what happens. You know, someone starts it, other people will make it better. Agreed. So you know, that's pretty much just how it works. But you know, we we've talked a lot about what's going on. You know, heading into WrestleMania on this episode, we've talked a lot. Uh, about this and that, and we've also ranted our asses off to where we're getting vertigo at this point. <laughs> Jesus. You, your concussion might, might be, be transferring yeah. to mine somehow. I think mine's coming back after talking about all that crap with Becky I Lynch. think so. I mean, I mean, but, you know, it's still, it's an exciting time for wrestling, you know, just with all of this news breaking out, whether or not WWE wants to try to pull that bullshit that I really don't think that they'll be successful for. I no. just, I don't see it. There will still be people running. Because you know what? That's what they said. That's the exact same thing that they said about uh, ROH running Madison Square Garden. That, nope, that's not going to happen. And then they said, fuck you, we'll do it the night before WrestleMania. Yep, like, so... So the ultimate fuck you. And, and we'll cover it right here on the SWN. Absolutely. Course. But I'm going to definitely, I and I want everyone to follow, obviously not only VPW or in all of those places, but I want everyone to watch Ring of Honor. I get everyone is excited for AEW. So am I. Look at the matches for Double or Nothing. But I'm just saying, 
Ring of Honor has always been that true little engine that could. And if you want to look at the, uh, you know, rise of the independents, look at ROH. Because yep. to me, that's where it started. If people could say TNA, and yes, I agree, that's where it really picked up, though, was ROH. Mm-hmm. It so, did. I'm just saying. And look at them, too. They're, they're going into Madison Square Garden. We keep saying that. But yep. I'm just saying, you know, people, check out ROH. But come back. On the other side of this, because on the other side of this break, we will have that exclusive interview with VPW owner Joshua Hancock and creative team member James Caleb Kitchens. It will happen right here. Come on back with us exclusively here on TMB Studios. It's SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. Hey, Chris, I want to take the time to talk to you a minute, my man, because I know that you love to watch interviews of professional wrestling any way that you can. You love to find out the stories as well as I do. So I want to tell you about two really cool guys I know. Their guys are Nate Pritchard and Joseph Brown, and they have a podcast called Suplex and Microphones. Really good. Do they interview a lot of the local guys? They do, and they not only interview a lot of the local guys, they interview a lot of the Southeast guys as well. If you're in the Southeast, check these guys out. They've interviewed such stars as the working team captain Owen Knight, the revolutionary Darius Lockhart, Ethan Case, Billy Brash, Savannah Evans, Raphael King, Chris May, you name it. Yeah, these are the top... Names in the CSRA and in the Southeastern Wrestling. I mean, and getting big all around the country. All around the country, and I've seen their t-shirts all over the place. So they got to be big. So yeah, where can man. I find them? Well, you can find them on a lot of their social media sites, such as Facebook slash Suplex Mics. You can find them on their YouTube channel, at Suplex Mics. And you can find them on Instagram and Twitter, at Suplex Mics. Dude, man, telling you, they get some of the good scoop on these wrestlers. Well, I'm definitely going to check them out. Thank you for introducing me to it. And I hope everybody that's listening checks them out as well. Can you give them that name again? It is Suplex and Microphones. Oh, and by the way, if you're a professional wrestler in the CSRA or in the Southeast, you might could talk to them about getting a little bit of sponsorship. They just sponsored the revolutionary Darius Lockhart. It's their very first sponsor, and then they just got such ones as the working team captain, Owen Knight, and Kevin Ray, who is the longest Soda City champion. So, if you're a performer in this business, you want to hit these guys up. And if you're just a fan in general, you want to hit them up regardless. They are suplex and microphones. Check them out now. You are listening to the Stovall Wrestling Network on TMB Studios. Welcome back here to the Stovall Wrestling Network. I'm Caleb Stovall here, along, as always, with Chris Dickens. And Chris, this interview I am very excited for because it's none other than Viral Pro Wrestling. That's right, VPW is in the house. And we have on the line with us, we have the owner, Joshua Hancock. What's going on, Josh? Hey, guys, what's going on? 
Not much, man. Uh, we're about to dive into BBW, but we also, as well on this, have uh, the right-hand assistant, I guess uh, we'll call him uh, in this instance, James Kitchens. James, what's going on, man? Yeah, we can use that title. I, I pretty much handle everything. <laughs> everything Josh doesn't do, that's, that's what I do. Right hand or left hand, it doesn't matter which hand. All right. He's a very big man. I have been looking forward uh, to this interview uh, for a while now because uh, I think about two years ago, uh, VPW was launched, maybe about three years ago. And ever since then, it has just grown into just this amazing product that people are catching on to like every single day. And not just people here in the local scene, but uh, everyone uh, pretty much across the southeast is taking notice, are they not? Yeah, man, that's true. Uh, since day one, um, we've done nothing but grow each and every show. Each show just gets bigger and bigger more and more fans come to the shows and i mean it's just unbelievable how it's grown yeah uh because i remember uh i remember when this like kind of all started and it was kind of an idea and we heard like rumblings about it um you know uh I, th there was another big local promotion i kind of mentioned it there uh flatline uh it closed its doors and um a lot of the, you know a lot of people that are in vpw um some of them came uh from flatline yeah. some of them didn't but uh you know yeah well let's just let's just put it like this i mean even from the jump from the beginning you know joshua hancock he made it clear he wanted to keep and bring pro wrestling to the csra and keep the vibe rolling and make it bigger and better than what it was he has done that and I will give you your props, Mr. Hancock. You have, without a shadow of a doubt, produced one of the highest quality wrestling promotions in the CSRA to date. And, you know, hats off to you and your team up there at VPW. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, it's been a lot of hard work. And I've, like I said, I've got a good team behind me. And it's, it's taken all of us to uh, get us to where we are now. And um, I really appreciate everyone that's on board this this been on board for this ride well vpw's got a very big uh event coming up uh in april and we're going to talk about that in just a minute but before we get you know to the now i want to go back to the past like how did how did you come up with like how did you get involved in this how did you you know come to grow this um i've always been a fan of professional wrestling you know i grew up watching the nwa wcw wwf and um me and my sons were at the flea market one day and happened to see a poster for flatline pro wrestling. And, uh, I said, Hey, let's go check out this wrestling show. So we did. And, um, we went to one or two shows and then I saw Chris Wiggins post something on Facebook about they needed a security guard. So, uh, I talked to him and I started doing security for flatline pro wrestling and was at every show until they closed the doors, uh, there i think it was march of champions and uh when they done that you know i I've, i just kept hearing people saying man wrestling's gone you know we don't have anything in the csra anymore and uh with me being a wrestling fan and my boys also being fans of wrestling you know i got together with a couple other guys uh eric milford being one of them 
And I said, hey, man, let's just let's try this thing. Let, let's try to see if we can put something together and uh, keep wrestling going in the CSRA. So uh, me and Eric Milford got together. We we talked about it. You know, he had a lot of contacts in the wrestling business. And um, I said, well, I'm going to need a good production guy. And first name that popped up was James Kitchens. And I, yeah. I knew him. Yeah, and I knew James from Flatline, you know, and I, I said, yeah, he, he's one hell of a production guy. You know, his videos are awesome. So Eric reached out to James and, you know, the rest is history. You know, we've been together ever since. And James, if I could ask you, you were actually retired at that point when he asked you, were you not? Well, so yes and no. There was a, you know, when when Flatline ended, I definitely didn't have any concrete plans to uh, continue at any specific promotion. Um, I had had an offer from PWX Wrestling to come work for them, and I had turned it down. Uh, I didn't really want to, you know, and no hard feelings there. It's just a situation where I didn't want to drive to Charlotte, you know, once a month or twice a month. Um, You know, but I I did intend to sort of, uh, we had had gone really, really hard at Flatline for four solid years. you know, it was spending 30 or 40 hours a week, uh, basically a second job working on yeah. that product. So I remember us talking about that during the flatline days of how much work you had to put in just for, you know, promotional packages and uh, anything that had to deal with the show. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was very, very production heavy. And so, you know, I really wasn't looking so much to retire at that specific point in time, but I definitely didn't have any concrete plans to continue in the wrestling business. Well, so what changed your mind? Well, uh, so Josh approached me with the idea of doing viral pro wrestling. And, you know, for me, you know, it, it's it's always been a, the concept of wrestling in the CSRA, right? I was involved right. in Flatline Championship Wrestling way back when in 2004. Uh, um, <laughs> right. So, so you know, and, and that lasted a long time. And so, I, you know, I've been involved with wrestling in the CSRA for the last 14 years. Um so it's always been something that's really important to me to have that presence here. And, you know, Josh came to me and he was, you know, he was serious. A lot of people, you know, will sit back and say, Hey, I, I want to start a wrestling promotion and they don't have a, a good grasp or a good idea of what it takes. But, you know, Josh very quickly won me over with the amount of work that he was willing to put into his product. And, um, that has shown over the years, um, the, the rewards from that. I think that, um, you know, we've grown faster than any promotion in this area ever has. I I, I definitely uh, agree with that statement. Wh- why was Thompson, Georgia, the best location to start this whole thing off with? Well, um, the history behind that is, you know, Antron Brewer, uh, aka the Fireman, was a right. running referee. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, but, uh, main roster referee. Yeah, now, he's now he? a raw main roster ref. Right, but um, you know, he he was running shows occasionally in Thompson. You know, maybe every three months, I think he was running shows. Yeah, it was a and, thing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, like I said, I had already approached James and talked with uh Eric Milford, and I'd also talked to Antron. You know, and I was like, hey man, um, I know you've been running shows in Thompson, and this is around a time that. Uh, he was getting called up to WWE. So he was basically going to, you know, have to move to Florida and he wasn't going to be able to do shows anymore. Right. So I, I asked him 
for his permission. I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to con- continue this tradition. You know, I want to keep wrestling going, keep it alive in the CSRA. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I run shows at Sweetwater Gym in Thompson, Georgia? And he gave me his blessing 100% and said, hey, man, I, I, I'm behind what you're doing. Uh, you know, it's a great idea. And he was actually on our first couple of shows at uh, Viral Pro Wrestling. So, you know, Sweetwater Gym's been home ever since. Yeah, I remember he made a surprise appearance there, and the, that really got the crowd fired up. Yeah, um, you know, everybody loves the fireman. <laughs> you know, he's well yeah. known, especially in Thompson, Georgia. But, uh, you know, he, he was a big part in us in our first uh, show we had. You know, he was in the championship uh, battle royal, ended up facing mm-hmm. six in the finals for the championship, and uh, six ended up winning the championship. And then they had a rematch. The following show at Fall Brawl, which was a name uh, that Antron had used in the past. And yes. gave us the, he gave us the permission to use that name and do a joint show with him, uh, Fall Brawl. And he faced six in the main event in a casket match. And six ended up winning that match also. But like I said, uh, Antron Brewer was a big uh, inspiration in getting this thing started also. Well, I must say, and and you don't get this quite often down here at CSRA Wrestling uh, to date, that you asking for you know permission from Antron Brewer to continue this legacy, that's a class act when it comes to professional wrestling. I will give you your props on that. Not a lot of promoters do that anymore. They just kind of like mosey into the territory and do their own thing. And for you to do that, you know, I have to give you your props. Thank you for continuing with tradition and continuing with uh, carrying this on. Well, thank you. And um, I I tell everyone, I mean, people that don't know me and people that do know me, I'm probably one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. I mean, and one of the most honest guys. I mean, I believe in doing this thing right. I'm going to treat everybody fairly. Everybody's going to have a paycheck in hand at the end of the night. You know, I mean, I'm not some half-ass promoter like a lot of names i've heard i'm not going to mention any names but there are a lot of crooked promoters out there and uh you know anybody that's ever worked for me can tell you i'm a class act and my whole team's a class act and uh everyone that comes to our show that works our show is begging to come back because we 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 have one solid show well so when i think that the promotion at least from my view started gaining some real big attention was when you got uh, such acts, or well, I shouldn't say acts, but when you got uh, such guys as the Rock and Roll Express, how did <laughs> that come about? Yeah, man. Um, there's a backstory to that, but I'd rather not get into it too much. Uh, oh, how okay. we how we originally got them? Um, it was through a sponsor that we had, and they helped bring them in the first time. Um, which we know we are no longer affiliated with that sponsorship anymore. But the second time they came in, um, I fully funded it and paid for them to come in. And uh, they ended up being our viral pro wrestling tag team champions. And yeah, when, I saw that. That gathered world recognition all over the place. It was on every dirt sheet. It was on every website. So yeah. Viral pro's name went. Uh, nationwide and worldwide yeah i was actually gonna say like like that's not an exaggeration because one of the dirt sheets i somewhat follow is like wrestling uh news source and yeah. i saw them like i thought it i i thought it was a typo or something like that <laughs> but 
it, it, they literally said uh, the Rock and Roll Express won the VPW Tag Team Champion. So I went, good lord! Like, uh, so so you got a lot of recognition from that, which you know I'm assuming is pretty much the goal and everything. I never yeah. thought that we would see viral pro wrestling on like a dirt sheet in Japan, <laughs> and we had to translate it to to read the dirt sheet. <laughs> right. But well, um. Go ahead, y'all. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, man, my goal when I started this thing, I mean, I don't do anything half-assed. I mean, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to give it 100% and do my best to make it the best product it can be and take it to the top. And uh, you can ask James, uh, me and him work day in, day and night, uh, 24-7, nonstop on Viral Pro Wrestling. Me and him talk every single day about this product and to make it better and bringing in new talent all the time. And, you know, our goal is to just to be the best promotion in the Southeast. And kind of sounds like what Stovall and me are doing with this podcast and TMB studios. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, that's true. Not a day has gone by um, where we haven't, you know, done some kind of work on this. And, and, and I want to go back to what you said earlier, uh, Josh, uh, and, and kind of vouch for that, you know, I've, uh, I've worked for and with a lot of different promoters. And one thing I'll say about Josh is, you know, before those doors ever even open, every single person's envelope for the night is, is prepared. Um, you know, the, the wrestlers don't go through a lot of drama. They, you know, they don't have to worry about whether, uh, they're going to get their envelope at the end of the night or, you know, whether any accommodations they need are going to be taken care of. I mean, it it is a it is a completely professional setup, uh, both in you know not just in front of the curtain but behind it also. Well, absolutely, and I see that you know uh, for me you know doing commentary and everything like that. I I see that from the get go, and I think a lot of people that see that because uh, you talked about new talent that's coming in. Uh, you've gotten such acts so far as the cowboy James Storm and the Monster Abyss and Suicide. Um, how did that come about now? Because that's that's huge. Man, like I said, I mean, I believe in bringing in the best talent we can, and I'm on the phone or emailing or Facebooking or something with people every single day. I'm, I'm talking to different agents, different talent managers um you know actually talking to talent themselves and you know i send them you know show them what our product is about and they do a little research and see what we what we have and hey everybody's wanting to come to viral pro wrestling man <laughs> i mean yeah, um, my ticket that's right yeah. We have a string a mile long in our inbox uh, on the viral pro wrestling inbox every day with people sending in their resumes, videos of matches. I mean, there is a, a huge line to get in the door. Um, and, and some of those talents that you named, um, you know, weren't easy to bring in. Uh, we ran into a situation with Abyss where the airport he was supposed to fly through actually got shut down, and we had to reroute his flight like the day of the show. So, Oh, Lord. It, it, it's, it's not always easy to bring in um, these bigger names, but, I mean, it's, it's worth it. Because uh, you think about it, you know, how many times the Rock and Roll Express or Abyss or James Storm has ever been or ever will be in Thompson, Georgia again. This is true. Very yeah, true. It's, it's very true. But it, it was huge when they came here and they brought just 
you know, a recognition that I think that made everyone go, whoa, these are major players right here. Like, this isn't just another local company. Yeah, I and I mean, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I mean, yup, yup. Literally could steal WCW's line. It's where the big boys play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you can you can ask James. I mean, he'll vouch for this. I'm I'm watching video footage every single day, and before I bring anyone in, I mean, I have to watch footage on them because if I want my product to be the best it can be, I want the best talent coming in. You know, so I review matches, and if I think. I like them. I'll send it to, to James and James will give me his opinion. And then we go from there. And like I said, we've been bringing in some, some top talent and we plan to continue to do so. Well, not just, you know, the big name talents from, you know, across the U S and even the world uh, for that matter. But a lot of the focus is still though on the guys here uh, in the Southeast, you know, such as the revolutionary Darius Lockhart, Owen Knight, uh, Chip Day, uh, you know, just to name a few. Um, it, like, like that's still what you want to spotlight the most, is it not? Yeah, I mean, that's the idea is, you know, you, you get somebody like Abyss on the card, right? And somebody, people have seen the Monster Abyss on Impact Wrestling, TNA, what have you. Um, and then, you know, you get them to come for Abyss, but then you get them to come back for Owen Knight, for Darius Lockhart, for Sean Legacy, for those guys, because... That that's the talent that you're going to have each and every show, and they may not be exposed to that talent. They they may not know who those guys are. Yeah, he says Sean Legacy, and I'm in here repping the Sean Legacy shirt because he is one of the <laughs> top rising stars mm. in the Southeast right now. Yeah, well, he actually really is. <laughs> I mean, yes. the Southeast has the best talent uh, right do. now in the U.S., I think. It's a, it's a renaissance resurgence, so to speak, of uh, professional wrestling in the Southeast. And some of the top talent comes from here. I mean, you could even look on uh, WWE television right now or even Impact Wrestling, and you see guys from Georgia or Carolinas who have come up through the Southeast wrestling circuit who are now major players in the, the top brands these days. So that's not an understatement. That's fact. Yeah, well, um, you guys... Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was saying you were speaking about Sean Legacy and uh, how he's just uh, up and coming and just blowing it away everywhere he goes. We actually gave Sean his first match ever at Viral Pro Wrestling. And ever since then, he's done nothing but just get better and better and better. And I believe he one day he's going to make it to the big show and we'll see him on WWE or Impact or you know, New Japan, somewhere like that, because he has the talent, he has the look, and he's just an awesome superstar. Yeah, he gets a huge reaction every time he comes through that curtain. And he's the VPW Outbreak Champion. Yes. And before we get to uh, survival uh, that's coming up, uh, one more uh, quick question real quick. Just uh I guess one more quick question. I don't know. What, you, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> you said one more question, and then you told me. To. I know. I was trying to get you. We're making them nervous, Josh. Get your thoughts yeah. together. We can edit this out. Thank God for uh, editing video. Get yourself together. Hey, 
Hey, you guys are the, uh, I know why you're nervous because you're the, actually the first people to get Joshua Hancock on a podcast. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Now, hold on now. I've done stuff with you before. So. Hey, weren't you on Georgia Wrestling History Podcast back before they said we were a Carolina promotion? Uh, yeah, I made a brief appearance on there, but it wasn't like a full in-depth interview <laughs> about anything. Yeah. You feel a little more comfortable now? Uh, you got yeah. it. You got your brain right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. No, I can't. No, no. I just. I. You, you messed me up, Chris. Hey, I can help you out. Viral Pro Wrestling Survival, April thirteenth in Thompson, Georgia, seventeen forty-two Rins Highway, bell time six thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, so with survival, yeah. Here we go. So with survival coming up. There is a big match plan called Worlds Collide, and it features the Outbreak champion, Sean Legacy, but he's taking on the longest reigning Soda City champion, Kevin Ray, and the PCW champion, Drew Adler. How did this happen? You want to take this, James? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. So this is... This is really interesting. This is going all the way back to um, Trick or Trauma, which was in October. And Sean Legacy had his first major title defense. He had just won the the Outbreak Championship in a huge match uh, at Infection two months before. Um, And he was injured. So in that match, you know, he came out and basically uh, Drew Adler came out and attacked the injured Sean Legacy. He came back out towards the end of the match and made like a, a, a quick roll up to get the victory um, and retain the title. And, and I guess that's where he first got, you know, Drew Adler's attention. But right after that happened, you know, here comes Sean Legacy up on the screen. And I don't think anybody was prepared. Um, I mean, not Sean Legacy on the screen, Kevin Ray, excuse me. Um, I don't think anybody was prepared for the reaction that Kevin Ray got when he came up on the screen. Not me, not Josh, not Kevin, not Sean. <laughs> I mean, and not most of the internet either. I mean, we got that up uh, online the very next day. Um, you it know, got a huge response. It, it did get a huge response because I think a lot of there, – there's a very significant portion of our audience that does at least follow the PCW product. And, you know, there's a few people that go up there for just about every show, but then other people know, at least know who these guys are, and they follow the product. So – um, you know, that got a huge reaction. And so uh, then, you know, it just became a situation where uh, Kevin Ray would earn an outbreak title shot and then continue to assault Sean Legacy pretty much everywhere, even at other promotions. Um, and so I think all of that buildup really led into their first match. And then when they had the match, you know, after the fact, Drew Adler showed back up at the absolute worst time and, you know, beats up legacy backstage. And so people's interest in this grew even more, you know, people started saying, Hey, you know, is there some kind of, is this an invasion? You know, what's going on? And people would even, you know, Shane Dore, who uh, is the owner at PCW, uh, I would see people leaving messages on his Facebook posts and on his wall about this angle. Like, Hey, these guys, you know, are, are they coming after you? What's going on? And then, sure, sure enough, you know, next thing we know, Sean Legacy shows up at PCW, 
and takes yeah. the fight to them. And and this is just something that you don't see at an indie level very often because promotions very much like to see each other as the enemy in a lot of cases. And I think in this instance, you know, this is a situation where two promotions really came together to tell a story, and I think it's working. It very much uh, is working because it's, like I said, the, the angle for it has been great from the start. It's, it's getting uh, a lot of response. And it, they had uh, an awesome match, I thought, uh, did Sean Legacy and Kevin Ray. I know it wasn't like the longest you know, match that it could have been, but for what it was and, and for the type of grudge match that they were building, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a great match. And, and you know, uh, on, those, on that same note, you know, I, I, I like to say this all the time. You know, all we really can do is, is put an outline there. And the talent has to fill it in with all the details. And so, you know, without great talent, there's no way that that story could have worked as well as it did. So, you know, there was a good bit of uh, of planning and everything on our side with laying everything out. But, I mean, like I said, the, the talent that's involved uh, in this entire thing has really taken it to the next level. And without that, you know, we, would, we wouldn't have the recognition that we have right now around that angle. I, yeah, I, I agree uh, completely with that. It's, it's been something special, and I can't wait to see how it plays out uh, at Survival because um, that's going to be huge. Sean Legacy will have a mystery partner as well, and knowing you guys, I can't imagine who in the <laughs> hell that could be. <laughs> we've had yeah, a lot of people um, guessing. Yeah, yeah. we've had a, a, people's hitting me up every every day this week uh, guessing at who it's going to be. and <laughs> You know, like I tell everybody, you never know who's going to show up at Viral Pro Wrestling. This is true. And also uh, on the card, you guys uh, brought back uh, women wrestling as well. You've got uh, the Dream Girl Ellie going up against Avery Taylor. And uh, this is an interesting uh, thing because I know you guys have had a lot of people asking you guys about bringing back the female talent. And you're giving them what they want. So kind uh, of dive into that and uh, tell us how that came about and what kind of responses you've been getting from that. Um. Yeah, like you said, uh, I've had a lot of people message me and comment on some of our posts. You know, when are you bring, bringing the ladies back or, you know, bringing back women's wrestling? And it's it's not that we didn't want to have them on the card. We just have so much talent that we choose from. You know, we can't book everybody. And, you know, Caleb gets on to me all the time. Hey, man, we need to book less matches because you book you booking eight, match, eight, nine matches a show. You got to sl- slow down a little bit. But, you know, I try to book everybody i can but um you know like i said i listen to the fans you know and i try to give the fans what they want and i love women's wrestling i mean they put on some of the best matches i mean you wwe does it every week and you know they're headlining wrestlemania so you know but uh yes but uh yeah i i listen to the fans you know and i reached out to uh ellie you know because she travels with Blanco Loco and Joy Osborne, who's also on the card. And uh, she wanted to come in and debut for us. And, uh, you know, I searched for the perfect opponent for her, and we came up with Avery Taylor. And I know I did some research on them, and they've had a couple of matches down in Florida, and they just, they just blew the roof off the place. And I said, hey, we need to bring this to Viral Pro Wrestling. 
So you're going to get to see it April 13th at Survival. Indeed. I can't wait to see it because I've been following a lot of the women's wrestling and the movement that's been going on with WWE and the resurgence of uh, women of wrestling. And it's blowing up big time. So the female wrestling movement is getting huge. And I can't wait to see what takes place between these two at Survival. And, and, you know, I've said this before, too, um, possibly on on your podcast, Caleb, but, you know, there's no, you know, big shadowy kind of financial backer at Viral Pro Wrestling. The the Viral Pro Wrestling product is backed by the Viral Pro Wrestling fans. So we're going to give them what they want. If they're not happy, then we're not happy. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Um, Also, something that's happening at Survival is... Gearing up for the May 11th, the Garden City Classic, there will be uh, qualifying matches uh, that are happening um, at Survival. One of the big ones, obviously, is Slim J versus uh, Ayi Al Sabah. Or if I even said, I might not have said his name uh, right. Or Saeed. How, how do you say it? It's Saeed. Saeev Al Sabah. Good Lord, I butchered his name. My bad. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, I saw Slim J versus Treehouse Lee at our last show. And I'm sitting there on commentary and I looked at Heath and I was like, I was like, I actually don't know what to call that move that he just did because there is no name for it. Like they were pulling out moves I have never seen before, and I was just blown away he told by you the Shivani the commentary. Uh, yeah, <laughs> athleticism. At least he didn't Daniel Main the commentary, right? <laughs> oh, oh God! Jesus. Don't you break out in a oh, Daniel Main God. voice with the devastating maneuver. <laughs> well, that was a <laughs> devastating maneuver there, Caleb Kitchens. Um, <laughs> but- but that match, I mean, really, though, it is going to be a huge... I mean, it's an indie dream match if there ever was yes. one, right? And I promise you that you'll see other promotions book that match before the end of 2019. Oh, I almost guarantee because it, it's going to be one of the biggest matches of 2019. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be the Jim Nasty Boys versus Ugly Ducklings of 2019, basically. Yes! Because that match <laughs> happened one time and it was huge, and then you saw it at basically every promotion... Uh, yep. on the East Coast. I wouldn't even say the Southeast because they, yeah. they had a match in New York. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I mean, post videos of that. And there's no shade being thrown there. I mean, that match was good every time. All 200 times that it happened last year, it yes. was good. Because I love the Ugly Ducklings. I love Mikey Galino. I, I love him. He's he's so cool. But I, w- um, I was going to say uh, uh, this, though. Um, about the qualifying matches. Um, that leads us to May 11th at Garden City Classic that's going to be at the Warren Road Community Center in Augusta, Georgia. I remember when you announced this, uh, Josh, at, uh, at our last event, and that got a huge response uh, from the crowd. So it's obviously something that people have been wanting. They've been wanting VPW to come to Augusta. Uh, why is or how did the time uh, come to bring it to Augusta now? Well, that's something I've I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, is venture out 
of Thompson, Georgia, you know, whether it's Augusta or Savannah or Macon or wherever it may be, you know, I want our product to grow and to gain new fans and, you know, just make the product even bigger than what it is now. But um, how the May 11th show came about was a, a group called the Garden City Grappling Crew, which are big time indie wrestling fans. They travel to several different shows all across the southeast. Yes. But, but um, they approached me and, and said, hey, why don't we do a show in Augusta? you know, called the Garden City Classic, you know, and, and be co-sponsored by the Garden City Grappling Crew. And, you know, I thought about it and I was like, well, you know, I'm wanting to move into Augusta. And, you know, they said, well, why don't we do a tournament? You know, sort of the best of the best of the Southeast and bring in some of the best talent from the CSRA and showcase them all in one night in Augusta, Georgia. And, you know, at first I was kind of hesitant about a tournament because a lot of people are doing tournaments now. But when I sat down and talked about, thought about it and talked to James about it, you know, I was like, man, this thing could be really big. And then I thought about it some more. I said, it's actually going to be huge. So, you know, we made the decision, you know, let's pack up our stuff and let's do a show in Augusta, Georgia. And it's going to happen May 11th at the Garden City Classic. Well, you're used to running, um, every other month why i i guess then uh what made you want to do it literally the month after uh survival well it's it was just the timing of it you know and when we could get get the venue we're in and, and everything like that but um our goal is to eventually try to run every month you know that's something where we're, we're still throwing around an idea about you know talking about to see if we can actually pull it off but um we're doing survival in april we're doing the garden city classic in may then we're coming back in june to thompson georgia and then we'll take a month off and come back in august for in our uh three-year anniversary infection yep. yeah and, and another interesting you know part of that too is um let's not forget what's at stake here at the garden city classic whoever wins this tournament uh, is going to get the main event title shot at infection, um, you know, for the uh, VPW championship, regardless of who the champion may be at the time. So it, it's going to be a very interesting setup. And, you know, if the, if the garden city classic was taking place in June, then that matchup would be at the very next show. So um, we kind of want to give that, you know, t time to breathe a little bit. Yeah, kind of give it enough time to build itself and to get a lot of attention and uh, to, to draw the pro wrestling fans in for a must-see confrontation for the uh, VPW Championship. And, and I know for a fact that uh, this Garden City Classic is just huge news throughout the CSRA. It's blowing up big time. Everybody's talking about it. So this very well may become one of those, uh, as uh, Eric Bischoff calls it, temples of uh, pro wrestling that could be something that happens <laughs> every single year i mean yeah that's really the idea and um you know speaking of that um you know I, I was talking to josh earlier and he's got a exclusive announcement regarding the garden city classic for you guys tonight whoa well now yeah you guys ready for this yeah we're ready on us. All right, everybody. Um, you've seen the qualifying matches we have for at Survival for the Garden City Classic. 
But I would also like to announce that appearing in the eight-man tournament on May 11th will be the gifted one, Yaya. Yaya's coming back. And that's the yes, first sir. official entrant, as a matter of fact. Really? Wow. That is going that is gonna be huge. That that's already huge right off the bat. And he's only the first entrant. That's right. And then you've got all the qualifying matches at Survival. And you guys, you know, just have to wait and see what the eight-man tournament is going to look like after survival. I, I, I mean, I've already seen, you know, who's in the qualifying matches. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, good Lord, these are the qualifying matches. You know, what's going to end up being this eight-man tournament that we've got planned? So yeah. it's, uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good because I know that the wrestlers uh, are going to bring it. Uh, regardless. Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, one of those qualifying matches, you got John Davis, Owen Knight, Joey Osborne, and Billy Brash all in oh, one yes. one qualifying match. Any one of those four guys could win the whole thing. It's not a situation where you look at that and say, oh, you know, well, this guy's going to qualify and go on. I mean, really any one of those guys I could see winning the entire tournament. Yeah. And just that qualifying match alone lets you know the quality of talent that is in these qualifying matches itself. Uh, these are not just a couple of guys that just hop in the ring and do whatever. These guys lay it all out every single time they climb through the ropes. So this is going to be one of the must-sees of the year. And I honestly can't wait. I know Stovall can't wait. The fans <laughs> can't wait for this. So I can't wait I, to I'm call just, it all. Just, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to get yeah. it on here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at some of the other matches. You look at Slim J and Saeed Val Sabah, right? You've yeah, got yes. the you've got the winner of the X16 and the PWX champion in Slim J, and then you have the Fest Wrestling champion in Saeed Val Sabah. I mean, you look at Blanco Loco versus Joey Lynch. Joey Lynch I was is, bring up that is one. yeah yeah he's a Scenic City Invitational uh, champion. Uh, so you know. These are guys that are greatly accomplished all over the Southeast or elsewhere in the U.S., and they're all coming together for this tournament. I mean, just for, just for based on the qualifying matches. I mean, it's it's way up in the air. Yeah, I I, I can't wait for it, and um, that was amazing that that we got that exclusive announcement right here on SWN Snowball yeah. Wrestling Network. But before we go. And everything before we wrap all this up, I also want to talk about something that is helping VPW grow, and that is VPW has ended up on television. We are now on Fox 54 at uh, on Saturdays at 1 a.m. Um, I know you guys have have been working hard on the show. Um, I guess fill in everybody how that kind of came about and uh, what, what you look to do from there with that show. Well, um, actually, I was approached by uh, none other than you, Caleb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is going to be one of the self-plugs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, with you be, uh, being an employee at Fox 54 in Augusta, Georgia, um, you said, hey, man, why don't you reach out to them about doing a TV spot? And uh, you gave me all the contacts I needed. So I did. I reached out to them, and they were interested in our product. And uh, 
So we started putting together shows and uh, started sending them episodes. I sent them a pilot episode to start with, and and they loved what they saw. And they said, yeah, we're on board. Let's start airing this thing every Saturday night. And uh, like I said, James has been working hard on putting the episodes together and editing and everything. And um, oh, yes. I got uh, an email today from Fox 54 about our ratings. And our first show, I think they said, drew over 700 viewers. In the second week, we had over 800 viewers, and she said it's just continuing to grow every week, you know, which is bringing in more fans and getting people more familiar with our product. And, and man, we just plan on getting bigger and better. And every week, you're going to see main event matches. You know, who knows? Like last week, we had James Storm on. You know, if you weren't there live, you got to see it on Toxic last week on Fox 54. Right. And, um, you know, every week, you never know what, what match you're going to see. You, you know, you could see the Rock and Roll Express. You could see the Monster Squad. You know, it, just tune in every Sunday morning at 1 a.m. on WFXG Fox 54. And, and to be honest with you, uh, giving those uh, rating numbers out, you know, the first episode, you have 700 viewers, second episode, 800, and continuously growing. To be on that spot at 1 a.m. on a Saturday night, uh, going into a Sunday morning, and to draw those numbers means this product, has the recognition, has the fan base, and people are interested in what's going on. And, and I don't honestly, I don't think I've ever heard or seen this kind of um, uh, rating uh, for far as viewership in a long time with professional wrestling, as far as it goes with television audience, especially at a one a.m. time slot for a local to a for a local promotion. That is huge, Joshua and James. I mean, that is phenomenal. So hats off to, to everybody involved with that. That is that's some big time heel right there it's definitely been an interesting experience um i mean for me from an editing standpoint you know when you go from making videos that are two to four minutes that are going to play on a laptop to making something that's got to be broadcast over the air and adhere to like fcc regulations and things like that and there's got to be a specified length um you know it's just it's very different so for me it's been a learning experience from a video editing standpoint of, you know, putting together a broadcast television show, which is not something I ever thought I'd be doing. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. So jumping from uh, being backstage doing production at a local indie show to actually doing uh, on air production <laughs> for a local indie show. That's, that's a huge leap. It, it is a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a lot of video editing for uh, VPW is also done uh, by SOS Custom Wrestling Network and uh, Heath Mulligan. Uh, how did that deal come about? Well, um, originally we had a deal with Powerbomb TV. You know, we were we were sending them all our footage, and they were airing them on on their network. Right, um, but. Uh, Heath started coming to our shows. You know, he, he came to our very first, uh, I can't remember. He's been four or five shows back, I guess. And was the last he, man standing. I think that may have been his first show he came to, but, um, our commentary guy, uh, one of our commentary guys that had all our audio to do commentary that night did not show up. And, uh, Heath happened to be there doing a interview with, uh, Bob Keller, I believe. And, uh, so I approached him. I was like, hey, man, um, can you fill in tonight, you know, do commentary? And he said, yeah, I've got all my, my gear here and, you know, my equipment we need. I'll, I'll do it for you. So he did. And uh, 
I think he did. Were Were you on commentary with him that night? Yeah, Taylor? that was my first night that I started. <laughs> yeah, so it was both of y'all's first night. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, you know, he he was actually a fill in, and uh, he's been with us ever since. But uh, at the end of the night, he talked to me. You know, he said, "I know you're on Powerbomb TV." He said, "But you know, I've got this network called uh, SOS Custom Wrestling Network, and we can air it." You know on high spots and i forgot there's several other networks that it airs on also to get our product out there to more viewers and you know to different fans and you know i thought about it for a little while and you know and i talked to james about it and james was uh friends with heath and um, they were doing stuff for uh shane door and pcw and a couple other organizations and i talked to those guys and they said yeah heath does a real good job at you know what he does so uh, you know I, I said hey let's give it a shot so I contacted Powerbomb TV and told them that, you know, we were going to change over to SOS Custom Wrestling Network, and we've been with them ever since. Yeah, he was he was really good. Um, I was very I'm very impressed uh, with his setup and everything. And he is a great uh, broadcast uh, partner. I think me and him um, have actually really good chemistry together. I don't know about you guys, but that's the way I think of him. And, you know, with us being on the same network uh, on SOS with PCW, that's really helped uh, as far as this kind of joint uh, show angle that's been going on between the two companies because it's very easy for a fan to pay one subscription and be able to follow both companies. Yeah, um, totally. Um, We're about to wrap this up, though, uh, guys, but um, we've covered Survival and we've covered uh, May 11th. Where do you guys, and and I want uh, both of you guys to answer this, where do you guys see VPW ultimately going from here? Like, like what is what is your main vision from this point? Well, my vision, you know, as an owner, um, my dream is to take it to the top. And like I said, we have a local TV deal now. I my goal is to eventually be big enough to have a national TV deal. I mean, it seems a little far-fetched, but I mean, look at where we are now. I mean, we're growing fast and what says in the next, you know, five years or so, we may, we may be on national TV. And, you know, I, I would like, I think we have just as good a product or better as, as what you see on TV. You know, you got your impact and you got your WWE and, you know, it's more entertainment now than it is wrestling and viral pro wrestling gives you wrestling. If you've never been to an independent show, you need to come check one out because it'll blow your mind. But like I said, I mean, I just plan on taking it to the top, making it bigger and better um, and taking it as far as I can go. And eventually, uh, like I said, to be the top promotion in Georgia, the top promotion in the Southeast and eventually the top promotion in the u.s and and before uh you answer uh that as well james uh, i just wanted to uh, bring that up as well because i remember me and heath on commentary we were talking and we were like god this show had like the last show that we did uh the rise of the revolution that had just a little bit of everything like if you're a wrestling fan and you did not find something uh that you liked from that show then well you just can't be satisfied as a fan because literally every matchup on that night was something different it wasn't all just 
you know, guys just doing high spots or doing, you know, strong style moves and stuff like that. There was something different. There were matches that were, you know, had more entertainment value, you know, than the rest. But then there were those that were the hard hitting, you know, Japanese style matches and stuff like that. And then there were, you know, matches that featured, you know, Fatal 4-Way. There was a ladder match. There was this and that. And, and I think that was what was most impressive about that show was just every matchup was not the same. And then that's kind of a huge part of, of growing your audience, right, is you want something for each type of wrestling fan. You want the person that watches just WWE main product to enjoy the show. You want somebody who watches NXT to enjoy the show. You want somebody who maybe watched wrestling in the Monday Night War era and has just become so disillusioned with the WWE product today. Um, you want that person. You want the hardcore fan that's got AEW posters up in their room already. Um, you want the you know ECW guy that hasn't really liked wrestling since ECW shut down. Uh, you want to find something to appease uh, each of those different kinds of groups uh, that would come out to your show so that everybody will ultimately enjoy the product. Um, when you talk about vision for the future, uh, you know, Josh's answer is fantastic. I mean, we really, to me, it's about the live product experience, right? We'll never put on a TV show that has a you know, billion-dollar production value that WWE's got. But what we can do is give you a taste of what it's like to come and see Viral Pro Wrestling Live. And then hopefully a person will then come and experience that because that's the experience that where we can beat them is you can come and sit in the front row or the second row. And, and really there's not a bad seat in the whole place, right? You know, if you go to WrestleMania, you're going to spend $1,000 to get a good seat. Otherwise, you're going to be watching it on a screen and you could do that from your house, right? You come to Viral Pro, you feel like you're part of the show. You can, you know, meet and greet with the wrestlers before and after. You can get that personalized show that's catered to you. Um, and that is the, the area where we can beat them, and that's the area where we'll continue to. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, like I said, VPW uh, just keeps growing uh, every single, you know, well, uh, every other month or, or every single month, what have you not. Um, the TV show that launched Toxic, the best of viral pro wrestling, uh, that's doing huge numbers uh, for down here in the CSRA. And uh, just can't wait to see where VPW goes, which all of the success uh, in the world for Viral Pro, especially being the fact that I'm on commentary yeah. <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's an amazing product that if you have not checked this out, people, you need to check it out. If you're in the Augusta area, if you're in the Thompson area, hell, if you're in the South Carolina area or just Georgia in general, even North Carolina or Florida for that matter, come on down to Thompson, Georgia. It is an amazing experience, an experience that you won't find uh, anywhere else. If you want to find out more about Viral Pro Wrestling and upcoming events, visit at Viral Pro Wrestling on Facebook or Visit vpw.ticketbud.com to reserve your tickets for the next show, such as Survival and the May 11th Garden City Classic. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be on this show and to talk about Viral Pro Wrestling and its growth and everything like that. And like I said, 
we just can't wait to see where it goes and the success all in the world for it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having me on here, and I look forward to seeing everyone at the matches. All right, that again, that's James Kitchens and owner Joshua Hancock from Viral Pro Wrestling. Two upstanding guys. Thank you guys for being on. It's been a pleasure and a privilege, especially on my part. Thank you. What's up, everybody? It is Blake Collins here with Chatter City. We are dropping the 411 on everything sports, it's baseball, football, basketball, anything and everything about sports, even the unique sports as well. Not only that, but we are also going to have spinoff shows related to the unique people within the CSRA area, talking about music, talking about movies, different things like that, so you do not ever want to miss out on an episode of Chatter City because I guarantee you, you will not only learn something, but you will also have a heyday and a half as well. This is Blake Collins signing off with Chatter City. Have a blessed rest of your day. All the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here and oh my God, my mind is just absolutely, I don't have a brain anymore at this point, Chris. (laughs) I I mean, it's insanity. This is the biggest thing to happen to SWN and to TMB Studios. Yes. We got a blockbuster announcement, uh, an exclusive announcement right here. I, I don't know what else to do. I don't either. <laughs> There's literally nothing that can follow that. Usually yeah. this would be where we come on back to, uh, you know, talk about an old DVD or an old, you know, wrestling event yeah. that we've all seen, such as Bash at the Beach 95, 96, you know, stuff like that, an old Raw, an old Nitro yeah. or something like that. But, but I literally just – I can't follow it up with no. anything on that. That was amazing. And really what I would love for everyone to take from this episode is to not only check out ROH as they are continuing to grow, but you need to be there April 13th. If you're in Georgia, if you're in South Carolina, hell, if you're in Florida or North Carolina or for that Alabama. matter. Yeah, Alabama as well. Come to Thompson, Georgia Viral Pro Wrestling, April 13th, Survival. Yes, it is going to be an amazing. You will see the qualifying matches for the May 11th show, the Garden City Grappling Tournament, and you will see a Worlds Collide matchup that will feature the VPW Outbreak Champion, Sean Legacy, and a mystery partner going up against, yes, you're hearing me right when I say this, the PCW champion Drew Adler and the Soda City champion of PCW, Kevin Ray. Yep. I mean, it, does it get any bigger no, than that, Chris? No, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge. TMB Studios is going to be in the house that night. First time I'll ever. Go ahead, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and end it with this. I'm going to predict that Survival will be better than anything at WrestleMania. I almost guarantee it's going to be better than anything at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm that yeah, that's that's how much VPW means and everything like that. Yep. Like, yeah, that's how good VPW has that product. So, I'm telling you, April 13th, 
Live in Thompson, Georgia, Sweetwater Gymnasium. Be there. Survival. It's going to be amazing. If you have never seen a viral pro wrestling show, this is your opportunity. This is your chance. Check it out. And like I said, we usually like to, you know, end it with a DVD like that. But I just want everyone to take care or take, uh, you know, from this episode that. Yeah, uh, and everything big. like that is VPW. But on next week's episode, we will cover an event. In fact, it's not an event. It's an, a DVD from, well, what do you know? Ring, Ring of, of Honor. R-O-H. And we're going to cover Brian Danielson, the best in the world. Yes, before he grew out his beard and started pointing his hands up in the air over and over again. Well, before and before he made a championship belt out of hemp. Yeah, so uh, he was the best in the world. He was a pure wrestler yep. in ROH, and he was the ROH world champion. Well, now I can and I tell they, you right now, folks, just from uh, what little bit I saw of this uh, DVD, you don't want to miss this episode. It's going to be big. Yeah, and you're also going to want to check out that DVD as well. Check it out, ROH.com. They've got it up, ROH. Brian Danielson, best in the world, and we're going to go over it. But, oh, my Lord. That's got to do it for this episode. Again, Survival, April 13th. I almost said 18th. April 13th at the Sweetwater Gymnasium in Thompson, Georgia. Viral Pro Wrestling presents Survival. Be there. It's going to be amazing. And speaking of amazing, SWN Stovall Wrestling Network is done for the night. For Chris, I'm Caleb. Peace.